0: everybody. Welcome to another edition. Hello, Tracy. How are you doing? Doing great, Chris. How are you? Wonderful. Hello, Crystal. Gary Spikes. Hopefully, everybody had a good Christmas. Hello, uh, Desire White. Gene Hudson. So, Tracy, what do we got going on this evening? Well, we got a guy on here named Philip
1: Gibson uh, on his Facebook page. It's called... He calls himself the Paranormal Conversationalist. So, this ought to be a good one. Uh, He's out of... uh, Elkhart, Indiana.
0: Oh, my uh, stopping grounds. I didn't know he's from Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually a, a former uh, co-founder of Heart City
1: Paranormal. Uh, earlier this year, looks like they disbanded, but uh, he's still uh, on his own out there trying to communicate by uh, by himself. And uh, see, sounds, sounds like a pretty interesting guy. I've been kind of following him on Facebook for a while now. and He's got some good stuff out there, so.
0: Interesting. Hello, Trista. Welcome everybody. Let's bring him in. Phila. Come on down. How you doing there, kind sir?
2: Hey, what's up, guys? Hello. Thanks for having thanks for having me on, man. It's an honor.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh whoa, hit a wrong yeah. button there. <laughs> yeah. I know. I didn't need my tripod was there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so introduce yeah. yourself. Tell us all about you.
2: Okay, well, my name is uh Phil Gibson. I'm from uh Elkhart, indiana um i've i've well i've obviously i love the paranormal i'm a i'm a paranormal investigator as well as an astrophotographer so um
0: astrophotographer
2: started, yep yep i do some astrophotography i just that's that's kind of an endeavor that i just kind of started on uh, within the past uh maybe year um it's kind of it's it's kind of like when you first start out with uh with, with uh, investigating the paranormal you got to build your uh, you got to you know get your equipment together you got to you know uh, kind of get your your little stash of equipment so you can get out and investigate it um, I think astrophotography makes it a little it's a little bit more expensive than the paranormal with the lenses and the and the cameras and all the you know and the star trackers and stuff like that. So yeah, that's something I've uh, started doing over the past, like I said, about almost the past year. Um, I kind of it's it, it kind of helps me, you know, uh, it's it kind of changes the pace a little bit when it comes to like you know my hobbies and my interests. Um, so it's a lot of fun, and really rewarding, especially once you get out there and you know, being a big fan of the universe and you know space and you know and the cosmos, just to see you know, your camera to be able to take a picture with a lens of something that's, you know, 1200 light years away and then send it through the processing of, you know, Photoshop or something like that, just to see how, uh, you know, the images that you can capture just with a a pretty simple, you know, lens, uh, you know, uh, and and a DSLR camera. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a very, it's definitely, it's a lot different than, you know, paranormal investigating, which, is you know yeah. I have a strong I have a strong passion for as well, um, which brings it brings me back. You know I I started I got interested in the paranormal back in uh, probably the early '80s uh, when with the movie Poltergeist. Um, I remember renting it and watching it and yeah. kind of being you know really it kind yeah. of, <laughs> kind of got me interested. Kind of got the juices flowing a little bit, and then um, and then I would say. My interest in investigating the paranormal um, started uh, back in around two thousand six, uh, two thousand seven, as a lot of people did watching, you know, Ghost Hunters on TV. Right. Um, the original Ghost Hunters, obviously. Um, you know, and one one episode in particular that really just made me go, "Man, I really want to do this." Um, was the season two of the, uh, of ghost hunters, the, uh, St. Augustine lighthouse episode. Yeah. That, when They were bummers. Yeah. 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 And, <laughs> and, and watching that episode, just, you know, when I saw that thing, leading, you know, that, that apparition leaning over the railing and looking down and then zooming up the, you know, five flights of stairs in a matter of seconds, I a remember second, that. And then yeah. looking, I was like, man, I want to do this, you know? And, uh, You know, that was 2006, 2007. Um, You know, a lot of my inspiration, you know, for wanting to investigate to you, obviously, you know, Jason Halls and those guys. Um, And then um, I didn't really didn't really get the wheels rolling until uh, 2017 when a friend of mine, uh, a longtime friend of mine. And and we're still friends, uh, Sean Landers and his wife, Samantha. uh, We were sitting around, you know, and they had a team before. Um, before we created Heart City Paranormal, but, but you know it was kind of it wasn't really serious. Um, I mean I guess it was serious, but they had people on their team that really weren't as serious as they would have liked. Yeah. And so you know we uh, we sit down one day and and he was we were like, man, why don't we start our own team, man? And we're like, yeah. And they said, well, let's think of a name, you know. And we kind of put our heads together and uh, came with uh, uh with Heart City Paranormal, which you know it's kind of a play on Elkhart you know, Elkhart, Indiana, yeah, Heart right. City. We're called. We're, we're known as the Heart City, and like you said. It's it's kind of your stompy ground of Indiana. So it's like, you know. So I'm sure you're familiar with Elkhart, right? Um, so we called ourselves Heart City Paranormal. We were, uh, we uh, you know, became a team in uh, the summer of 2017, and we continued on until uh, until about tw- until early this year. I kind of got into a a funk, I guess you could say, where I was kind of burnout and i was you know I was driving everywhere i was just you know run you know just driving to and fro and i just got kind of burnout out on the whole thing social media kind of burnt me out too with all this crazy drama going on between you know just it, it's yeah it kind of burnt me out a little bit and um i decided to take a break and you know i didn't expect them to take a break with me if they didn't want to and so he you know he contacted me and told me that you know he was going to Create a, another team, and I was like, "Hey, man, that's fine." You know, you know. And I didn't, I didn't know at the time how long I was going to take a break for, <laughs> but it ended up being a lot, lot uh, yeah. quicker, a lot, a lot quicker of a break than I was anticipating. And I kind of, you know, when he told me that he was creating a team, I was like, "Hey, man, I, you know, that's 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 great, man. Go ahead, you know." So, and then once he created a team, I just, you know, came out and decided to, um, kind of tackle this on a on a solo basis. And I'm still, I'm still doing it, getting prepared for 20, getting prepared for stuff in 2024 as we speak. Yep. So, yeah, so that's I, I, know,
1: uh, I know exactly what you're saying. I, uh, I'm a member of that paranormal T dot H dot a dot T dot. I don't know why I say that every time I say that, <laughs> but it was four of us that got together and my wife is the, uh, camera person for us. And we did a hunt about three months ago. And before that, it was probably eight months before that, you know, wow. Yeah. It's just slowly those other people just kind of died out of it. Uh, you know, kinda of didn't you know kids and all that stuff. So I get it to an extent. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I pretty much the last couple of years been doing it on our own. Uh yeah. but I'm I'm kinda of like you, yeah, I'm looking to maybe branch out just in this area and just me and her and try to find a couple of people in a in a couple hour radius, you know.
2: Yeah, I um um yeah, with me, uh it was it's just you know we, we were doing about one one investigation a month uh, you know we were i want i'm a big evidence guy i'm a big data guy i i'm not the type of guy that will you know go to 20 different investigations and just just to go to them and just have you know uh, hard drives full of audio just sitting there not being reviewed yeah. i um i'm the type of person that wants to you know do an investigation do it's do you know give that location due diligence and go through the audio go through the video go through all the data before you know um, before getting on to the next investigation yeah um and I think I, I, we we decided to do it you know about, I think about a month is a good time to like you know we're not pressured to get through all the video and audio it's it's plenty of time to do it and that's why we chose to do one investigation a month sometimes it you know it didn't work like that you know and you you ended up, uh, you know, having one every couple weeks. You know, if something came up when a friend asked you, you know, invited you to a destination yeah. you know. Um, so, but I, I'm a big audio guy. I love, you know, doing a lot of EVP work. And yeah. um, so uh, it's plenty of time to a month. Uh, once a month is, is, I think, gives us plenty of time to give the location its due diligence and, and review yeah. the audio. Yeah
0: well uh, before it. you know it uh if you're not careful uh that evidence can stack up on you and snowball oh um, yeah. i mean the audio and video uh one investigation you can have 14 to 20 something hours of just evidence just yeah. off one investigation so you got depends that on right. how many camcorders and and the audio recorders you got going multiply that times two or three right Yep. And yeah, and you can have forty to sixty hours worth just on one investigation. So yeah, Absol- that's, that's absolutely.
2: A lot. Well, yeah, I mean, just uh, back in March, we uh, investigated the Monroe House, and um, down in Hartford City, and uh, I had a lot of. I've always had a lot of activity in that downstairs. I don't. I don't know if you guys have been to the to the Monroe House before, no. Hartford City. No. Um, very 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 active location. Um, very unique location, very mysterious, um, in the downstairs kitchen, I've caught some very bizarre data, very bizarre evidence. And it, it usually only happens when you're not, when nobody's in the actual room itself. If you, usually if you leave a recorder running in the kitchen and walk away. is when stuff starts really, uh, rolling. Uh, yeah. Back in 2021, we just came from Randolph, me and Sean, uh, my old teammate and still a good friend of mine. We went to Randolph asylum on, um, would have been August, August 1st, 2020 or August 31st or August 30th or 31st, 2021. We went to Randolph asylum, left Randolph and went straight to the Manuro house. And it was just me and him. And you know, as soon as we got there, we you know we kind of sit around talked a little bit. And I said, "Well, I'm gonna go and grab my stuff, bring it in." And I put the box on the table. And and to my, if you if you're at the Monroe House, you're standing there, and they have a t- big TV for you know if you want to review your if you want to review your evidence, you can plug everything up to the TV. And then to your right, there's a kitchen, and the door was open. And I, I said, well, I'm going to go and grab my stuff and bring it in. You know, we'll start putting the cameras on the tripods and stuff like that. So I put the box up on the table. And next thing you know, I hear what sounded like this, the door to the right uh, across the kitchen. Like somebody was grabbing the doorknob and literally just trying to get out. Like, bam, like, and you can hear just wham, 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 wham. And I stopped. I'm like, what the fuck? And I looked over and I'm like, you hear this? Yeah. You know, you know, went in there, grabbed my recorder, grabbed my zoom recorder, ran straight to the kitchen, tried to do an EVP session, didn't catch anything. Um, but then, you know, I said, well, I'm gonna go ahead and start, you know, we start we continue doing our thing and put our cameras on tripods. And I said, well, I'm gonna go and run, you know, a couple of these cameras upstairs. And then Sean was like, well, I'm gonna go ahead and put this audio, this recorder, uh, down by that door. I said, good idea. You know, great idea. And he was going to slide it up underneath the door completely, but it wouldn't. You know, it was uh, there wasn't enough clearance in between the door and, and the floor, so he just kind of leaned it up. You know, kind of put it the speaker right kind of by that little crack in the bottom of the door. And we went upstairs and did our thing. And next, you know, uh, we did our investigation, went home. Tuesday, I'm out. You know, walking my dog, and he calls me. He said, "Hey, P Dog," and that's what he calls me, P Dog. Hmm. He said, "Man, I got something." Man. He said, "You need to hear this, man." I said, "What?" He said, "Remember that recorder I stuck down by the door?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Man, I caught a baby crying, man." I said, oh. I said "Are you sure it was?" You know, are you are you sure? And he's like, "Yeah." He said, "There's no mistake in this Phil. You need to hear it." You know. So he sent me the audio, and my jaw just absolutely dropped and hit the floor. It was a it was about twenty a twenty second clip of this baby. And we were upstairs about 20 minutes after he put the recorder on the floor and went upstairs about 20 minutes later is when he caught it. And it was, it started off a baby kind of, you know, not just fussing. Mm-hmm. And then he started cooing for about 10 mm-hmm. seconds. And then he let out another little, little fuss at the end. But in between that first fuss and the cooing, you could hear a woman's voice saying, something had a little baby, or somebody like, hey, baby, did something about daddy, something your daddy, or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it said, but it, my jaw just hit the floor, and I sent, you know, I sent the audio to uh, um, the owners of the house, and literally, her jaw was like, oh, she was like, oh my gosh. She said Eddie is not want to, it's not going to want to go in this house by himself anymore to fix, you know, to do repairs. And uh, it was, it was, it's the most bizarre thing, and that's why, um, you know. When I get back to the, you know, the, when I, the reason why I started talking about this for is just, you know, about uh, going through audio and having audio stacked up. I left that recorder going. I went back, in uh, would have been, it was about the middle of this year, and I left the recorder running in the kitchen for twenty. Had I it, had it for two days. Left it for twenty six hours of total audio, and I'm still not. I still haven't went through it all yet. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's, that's still sitting there just like you know, stewing, you know, who knows what's on there. So
0: interesting.
2: Understood. Yeah. understood. So
1: you're you're saying 2007s kind of went after after that episode that you watched. And and so you had a break there between two thousand seven and and then whenever you started up Heart Paranormal. What was the what was the first investigation you did as where you would consider yourself a paranormal investigator?
2: A place called Grace Grace Lawn Cemetery here in Elkhart. Very very. um, Yeah, we I I caught my very first EVP there, and um, and I I I can't remember what it said. Um, I can't remember exactly what it said, but I was like you know catching that first EVP. I was just like, whoa 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 whoa, Sean, dude, I caught it! I caught an EVP, man, and I was so excited, man. Um, But yeah, I mean, it wasn't nothing too crazy. I mean, we got a couple, you know, I was very novice then, and I was, but um, I caught what I thought could have been EVPs, but it was also outdoors, so there could have been somebody talking. So my my tagging skills wasn't the greatest then, um, but you could tell, you know, a, you know, a whisper right next to your, to your, to your recorder compared yeah. to a, a person, you know, talking loud down the street um as you as you do it you know do it often you could you get that you kind of just get the practice in and you know what you know the difference and but when i caught that first evp at Grayson cemetery uh, that was, which 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 was my first investigation yeah um i was just like so excited man i was like shot i got caught it, caught her evp man listen to this <laughs> and it's still to this day man i get so excited man catching those you know good class a evps those really clear evps with vocal tone and And I'd still just like, I just still get excited. Like it was my, you know, the first time, the first EVP. And I told myself if I ever get to a point where I do not get excited about it anymore, I'm going to hang the recorder up, hang the cameras up and just quit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My first uh, step. Hasn't happened yet
2: though.
1: (laughs) Yeah. My first time was in a cemetery as well. And the same exact thing, you know, but, but we weren't really getting much other than on a spirit box, you know, it was all we had was a spirit box and an EMF, uh, uh, meter. That, that was it. And we were getting a little bit here and there and then we're doing a Facebook live. And as soon as we went off the live, I looked down, we had a ball sitting there right in front of the, the grave of this young girl here near Alton, Illinois. Wow. And mm-hmm. that ball rolled. I got, me awesome. hooked. you know what I mean? I was like, Holy cow. And that was the first one I'd been on. And there was no realistic explanation for it. There was no wind. We're back. You know, it's not really an open area. It's it sat there in the same spot for an hour and a half of live. and then as soon as it went off, the the ball rolled.
2: Uh, well, yeah, I think it's probably grass too. So it's not, it, you know, it's it's yeah. not like this floor where it's you know it's you know has like a nice smooth surface. Roll of it's grass, yeah. you know, and for it to move, it might be kind of make it a little tougher, you know.
1: I mean, I went through the, the whole uh, debunking thing in my head, you know, talking to my the other people we were with. And I was like, what the heck, you know. Uh, but, it, but it got me hooked. So I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, what would
0: you do on your first hunt, Chris? Uh, it was cemeteries and houses. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you got to remember, though, uh, paranormal is always around, uh, especially with my grandfather, right? Uh, yep. Especially when he passed. So he was always doing stuff. Uh, around my grandmother uh when he passed with crucifixes and moving objects and lights and so forth so wow. and i was a teenager at the time so uh it just snowballed from there now what's uh philip what's some of your go-to equipment that you
2: like using on investigations um i'm i've i never i mean when i first started out you know we you know he, we had the rim pods and um and you know the I never owned a K two. Um, was more just rim pods at first, rim pods. Um, the uh, the Melmeters. and then uh, you know obviously my you know my cameras and recorders. I became more as the years went on. I became more of a what people call a vanilla type of investigator, a boring investigator, um, because I love my I, my go to is my my Zoom recorder, my H4N, my my phone recorder, which I've had a lot of, you know, Gal- I have a Galaxy phone um, that I've had a lot of success with when it comes to EVPs, and my so my Zoom recorder, my um, my phone recorder, you know, certain cameras, body cameras, or a, you know, a little X camera I carry around with me you know, at a location, or and a uh, SB11 box that is my I, I could conduct an entire investigation on just those pieces of equipment. And that's usually what I use. Um, occasionally I use a, a EDI plus or something. I get to like, you know, get some, you know, readings when it comes to EMF or something like that. But yeah, my go-to is my, my zoom H4 ns my, uh, my, my phone, my phone recorder and the, uh, my cameras and then uh, the SB 11 Spearbox.
1: So something we ask everybody is, uh, and I think I already know what your thoughts are: is uh, SLS? You ever use one, and what are your thoughts on that?
2: I, I, I did, I have used one. I actually bought a really g- generic one. Um, it was a, one of the Connect, uh, um, uh, you know, the Connect Xbox Connect ones, and uh, we used it for you know maybe six months, and. I I think I stopped using it because it just kept screwing up. it kept screwing up on me and I I was tired of messing with it. Um, as far as what I think of it, um, I don't know. I I just don't see how. I guess as I got more experienced um, in the field, I, I guess that's, I have a hard time seeing how it can pick up ghosts. Um. So that, that kind of chased me away from as well. It's just a personal thing to me. I just yeah. don't understand. I just don't see how I could pick up a spirit. Um, you know, I don't know. I just don't see, you know, and being, you know, it, it, they're made to, they're made usually for standing still, you know, people move them around a lot and it catches, you know, fence, you know, uh, I've noticed it—it it, it catches, you know, uh, lamp stands and forms, you know, into a into a into a person, into a you know a stick figure or a uh, yeah. you know anything that has like a straight line, you know, straight down, and you know it, it automatically just creates a stick figure out of it. So I don't know. I, I personally, I I just don't I don't see how it would be able to capture a spirit. But I'm. It's one of those um, devices where I don't like crack people over the head and say, "Why do you use that for, man? You're just wasting your time." Not like yeah, a you, you really not like it. a phone app or something like that, huh? Yeah, yeah. you
1: really have to study. I think you, I mean you have to really have to study. It. You really have to know what you're seeing. And and Chris and I have talked before about it too. I, I think you know. Obviously, there are some situations where you're like, "There's no way that could be right there." But like you said, there are many situations where you're like, "Yeah, that's that's." that's most likely not anything but there are a few that that i've noticed just a, a few times where you're like yeah there's no electric behind that wall there's no image it's just a plain wall with nothing on it that that's when when i have a hard time debunking it but for the most part a lot of it can be debunked what about you chris
0: no i i totally agree uh some of the ones i've seen like you know philip is saying uh it takes an object a straight line and it develops a stick figure. Yeah. You know, you spend a lot of time debunking things instead of looking at things. Yeah, I agree with that.
2: I mean, I, I I have had like I I won't lie, I I have had experiences with it that that was that that piqued my interest because I could I also captured things, you know, captured figures in areas that where there where there wasn't anything that it that it could confuse it with, yeah. but also catching EVPs as well. Yeah. At the same time, I mean. Could be a coincidence, you know, that I'm just catching DBP at that at that same time. But no, I, no, so cool, I,
1: we're just we're just trying to figure out. We always ask everybody that question about it. So
2: <laughs> yeah, so so I'm not, yeah, so I, I've had interesting experiences with it. Um, I can't, you know, but as far I don't use it, I don't use them anymore. No, I mean I use it for maybe six months and kind of it's still sitting in my storage unit right now. So so
1: take us from when you were a novice, and. To the, the the scariest place you've gone to? What? Why was it so scary? What happened? And where was it?
2: The scariest place? Um, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't call it scary. I mean, there's been there was times that there's been, there was times that where I was like really startled at, at, you know at a at a particular location, and with a particular event that happened. I wouldn't call it scared. Um, um, there was like, I've been startled, like really startled probably twice. And it once was at, um, at a place called the Griffin blind tiger. It was an old uh, speakeasy, oh. uh, ma, a ma brand speakeasy in Hartford city, which Hartford city is just a haunted town in general. Everything is haunted in that town. Which includes the Monroe House, which includes the old Blackford County Jail, which includes, you know, the speakeasy and then, you know, the uh, uh, the old Ma brand bar. And so there's a lot. It's a very haunted town. But um, I would say either the the uh, Griffin Blind Tiger was the one time I was really, really startled. Or. um, At the Bristol, uh, the Bristol Opera House or the Elkhart Civic Theater. In, in Bristol Indiana that's probably the other place where I was where it may be like where for for a split second it may be one to like run you know like oh it may be jump where I was like literally took a few steps and I stopped I was like nope this is not what I'm I don't do that I, I gotta stand my ground and no I don't run as an investigator I need to you know hmm. stay here um, the Griffin blind Tiger was I was in the basement it was just me and Sean nobody else in the building and I felt somebody walk up. Sean was in front of me and we were in a pitch black room uh, when it, it was not the main part of the base, but there was a room off to the right. And Sean was facing me and I was standing there and I felt something walk up behind me, grab my shirt and yank on it quite hard. Actually, and that's not what startled me. It's what happened about 20 seconds later. Um, you know, I said, how did, was that you that grabbed my shirt? if that was you can you do something else to let me know here can you can you say something and the next thing you know i heard this super loud disembodied voice i'm in the basement yeah and a super loud disembodied voice answered my question said no and you could feel the reverberation the, rever- the reverberation from his voice you know from the voice you could feel it and immediately i said Sean, I said, Holy oh, said, said, holy shit, maybe jump. You know, I was like, Holy crap. Yeah. I said, dude, I said I said, Man, here, take you need to go upstairs and make and make sure that wasn't anybody outside because and I gave him my uh I gave him my walkie-talkie and had him go upstairs. And I said, I want you to walk around the building scream. this was, you know, one thirty in the morning. I said, I want you to scream as loud as you can, man. And I want to make sure that this was that yeah. voice was not coming from outside. And he took his recorder upstairs or took his uh walkie talkie upstairs and he said, I said, are you outside? He said, yep. I said, all right, walk, walk down the main part of the building. And I'm listening, 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 didn't hear a thing. Yeah. I said, did you say, he said, man, I said, did you, did you scream? He's like, man, I'm screaming so loud, man. There's this guy in his car down here that thinks I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, I want you to walk down the front of the building as well. You couldn't walk down the other, you can only walk uh, around uh, three parts of the building because it was a, it was uh it was a building that was connected to another building, which was completely, it was, it was locked up. It belonged actually to that person. It was a staircase that went upstairs to the guy's apartment. So he walked around the back part of the the bar, down the main part, and then out in the front screaming as loud as he could. I couldn't hear him at all. So I said, okay, I want you to come inside. and I want you to walk down the the bar area and scream as loud as you can. And so he walked through the bar. Screaming, screamings, and I could hear him. You know, I can hear him pretty, pretty well. But it was like when you hear a um, when you're in a room and you hear somebody talking from another room. It has that. It's kind of muted. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what he sounded like walking upstairs. This was, I mean, it was loud and it made me jump. Like, yeah, it was. It was a clear, disembodied voice that happened right in the same room. You know that we were in, and it was clear as day, loud super loud and it felt you know it, it, you could yeah. hear the the treble in his voice and everything um then like i said the next one was the Bristol opera house and i won't you know if, if you guys if you have time i could talk about that real quick yeah later. yeah let's talk. um we were in a in the costume room i'll, I'll kind of make a brief we were in a costume room it was me and samantha and sean was in the uh, control booth around down outside the booth and to the left and he was just sitting there you know doing evp work I said, okay, I said, okay. I said, if there's anybody up here, you know, the person that's in control of the room, um, in control of the costume closet, can you, you know, we're, we're about ready to we're about downstairs and do a play. I don't know what to wear. Could you help me pick out something to wear? You know, I can't, you know, do you want me to wear a suit? Do you want me to wear, you know, whatever. I said, and while you're at it, can you, you know, tell me what color would look good on this? What color, you know, what color clothing do you want me to pick, you know, should I grab? And I had my Zoom recorder on my ear. I had these headphones on connected to my Zoom recorder, so I was listening to live EVP at the time. And then, next thing you know, I felt this breath of like this rush of wind hit my recorder and a woman saying, Purple. And I was like, Whoa! Oh my gosh! And I, and I, and I, it's, it was, it startled me because it was, I was in a pitch black room in a very silent, like, Gold like like a gold mine for EVPs. I mean, it's so quiet in there. It's like all the clothes are like it kind of pads the room, so it makes it really quiet. And to hear that breath come across, and you can hear the <laughs> in the recorder, and a woman saying purple. And I said, Sam, I said, are you are you running audio? And I said, Did you say anything? And she said, I didn't say a word. I said, Well, you know, real quick, let me review your audio to make sure, to just to verify to make sure it was not you saying, you know, purple. And I went through her audio, and there, she was completely silent. I didn't hear anything, anything. And it was super loud on my recorder. She was 10 feet away, not even 10 feet away from me. Yeah, I didn't hear nothing on her recorder, but it was, like, super, super loud on my recorder saying it was a woman saying purple. And it responded to a intelligently, you know, uh, to a question I asked about what color of, you know, clothing should we, you know, get and uh, so, and that 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 was that, that startled me. But as far as scary, I've I haven't been scared yeah. at a location. Now, the most haunted location I've ever been to was a Monroe House, hands down, no doubt about it. The Monroe House, it's just
1: what what, what oh, happens oh, there.
2: That's where I caught the baby crying. Um, oh, yeah. EVP. Um, oh man, um, very weird conversations in the kitchen, whispering to each other, saying. You know, she had the little bastard and, you know, uh, you know, rip off his face and, and um, you know, and uh, uh, the earth can't hear us. You know, this I heard a conversation in the kitchen, you know, of two people whispering to each other saying, you know, saying he was terrible. You're terrible. You know, you're a terrible person. Man. And then he responded back with, don't worry, the earth can't hear us. So it's EVPs like that uh, that take at the manure house. Um, getting rocked, getting pebbles thrown at us, um, catching disembodied voices, uh, you know, catching you know uh, uh, residual EVPs. You know, one, you know, in 2018, I caught an EVP of a woman saying "running" in the blue room, running. You know, what what does that Man. mean? And then a year later, catching the same EVP in the kitchen, but you know, obviously it was much quieter because it was. You know, yeah. I caught the same woman saying "running," so I'm wondering it was right around the corner from each other. So it makes sense that if it was originating from the blue room, much louder. I can understand why it'd be much quieter in the kitchen yeah. because it was further away from us. It. So, I thought, it's things like that, you know, getting scratched, and you know, my buddy got scratched, you know, numerous times in, in the basement. Um, um, r- really bizarre EVPs, uh, you know, poltergeist activities, shit move, you, know, you know, balls rolling across the floor on their own. Yeah. Um, I
0: don't you know, know about you, one, Firstly, I get scratched. I'm leaving. <laughs> what do you think fell uh, off when they scratch you? What do you think about when that happens?
2: I've never been personally scratched. I've never been scratched or I've only been, I've only been touched on my arm and uh, been, had my shirt yanked a few times. Um, uh, I mean, most people, you know, a lot of people have jumped the gun and say it's demonic. I'm not, wanting to do that i think you know they're it's maybe you know they could they could be an angry spirit it could be but they're maybe are just trying to get your attention and the one thing that they know that will probably get your attention is give them a good little scratch um i've like i said i've never been personally scratched but my friend sean used to get it all the time i'd be standing there right beside of him he's like and he's like, oh man ooh. and i'm watching this i'm watching it the whole time i can see what he's doing and, and, and i get to see three you know <laughs> three little or two or three, you know, one or two or three or whatever, right down his forearm. And so I don't know. I think it, it could be done, you know, I, I mean, I guess it could be done from an angry spirit or it could be done just to get your attention, I guess, you know, when it's not really, I mean, you, I think we go into these locations, it's there, they feel it's still their house or yeah. they're, you know, we're, we're barging in there and, you know, and, and taking up their space, you know, it's understandable why, you know, some spirits might get a little upset, you know, about us being there, you know? Uh, so yeah, as far I've, as you know, scr- scratching, um, yeah, I, I mean, I've never been scratched. Um, it could be, you know, just a spirit trying to get your attention. It could be, it could be an angry spirit, you know, could be, um,
1: well, I've told, I've told it before I've had, I had something I caught a shadow out of my eye at Ashmore estates. And, and honestly, I believe that thing entered me because within like three months I had a, a complete disc missing in my neck. Hmm. coincidence or not, I don't know. I know is, is it hurt like a son of a buck and it didn't hurt until that night. <laughs> so I, I do believe that they can, they have the possibility to get your attention like
0: that.
2: So I agree hundred percent, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I totally agree with you too. I, you know, I don't think uh, anytime everything's always demonic. Uh, I think a lot of people watch too much television uh, and jump the gun uh yeah. i do
2: yeah,
0: think, YouTube. yeah <laughs> right i i i do think uh it's over jealous or zealous and uh yeah i i do think uh that some uh spirit or ghost do have attitudes and maybe do get upset sometimes or maybe they just like to push the boundary who knows it's not like i have a a, a meter that can uh pick up attitudes so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right so I, I just wonder if maybe maybe
1: you're you're in a room and, and maybe there's a couple spirits there and the one is unable to make communication in any other way other than that you know pulling your hair or, or scratching or something physical maybe they're not allowed to or maybe they yeah. can't figure out the evp or how to how to speak or anything like that you know just just curious you know yeah or, uh, or yeah. is yep.
0: it or is it it's like really? This guy is going to ask me to perform. I'm going to give him a show. I'm going <laughs> to rock his boat. You yeah. know, and I don't know. You know, it's not like I can, you know, talk to him, but who knows? So, a, I,
2: I, this is
1: the
0: fourth fourth, fourth uh, team here this week. I'm trying to right.
2: say. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I, the, the most that's ever really happened to me is I've had my shirt tugged a couple times. And um, like I said, I got touched on my, my right bicep. Or uh, my yeah you know, my right tri- bice- or my tricep, yeah. Um, at the Blackford Jail, uh, that's that's the first time of that that's the first time I've ever had an interaction, physical interaction. Um, but I've never been scratched before. No, never have. No.
1: What What are your thoughts? Change the subject a little bit here, because, uh, you know, Grizzly Chris is his name, and then he's a he's a Bigfoot guy. What are your thoughts on cryptids?
2: I mean I think there's too many there's too many stories, too many accounts I I, I, I I mean I think many of them are especially the Bigfoot I think I think it's a very very good possibility that it exists. Um, i I think there's way too many accounts out there way too many experiences from people to like just to completely write it off. And uh, I think people need to under people need to look at that and say you know they need to at least take an account that of of all the experiences that are happening of, you know hundreds and you know thousands and thousands of experiences. I I, I think Bigfoot is a legit possibility Uh, you know being from West. I'm from West Virginia originally, so the Mothman is kind of a you know one of those ones that you know it's kind of near and dear to my heart. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean. I think. I think a lot of them are just folklore, but I think a lot of them we should really pay attention and you know um, take some credibility. You know, at least you know with all you know, try to lend some credibility to many uh, about all the experiences these people are having, especially especially with Bigfoot. Um, I think we should you know at least take that into account and, you know before writing it off. Way too many experience. Way too many experiences of Bigfoot.
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot of people. Have, a lot of people have seen it and. You know it's almost there's too many that you can deny it basically yeah. yeah i agree what do you think
0: chris yeah it seems like a lot of people that are in the paranormal field that are on investigations are coming across this creature while on investigations that are encountering something yeah. while investigating they're like what is this throwing things or making these calls or sounds or throwing these sticks or rocks at us, so yeah, it's very interesting. So uh, I don't know. Uh, it does it exist? Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, I've got uh, maybe pictures of it. I don't know. Uh, we interview people that go out and investigate them. So yeah, uh, but it's interesting that see people in the paranormal uh, investigation realm now. Investigating these things while they're ghost hunting—it's it, fascinating. So, Gene uh, yeah, yeah, Hudson I, is asking: Have any of you guys heard of a spirit talking through Alexa or Siri or anything like that? That's—I never heard that. Have you all? Sorry, I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
2: had a I had an interesting—I had an interesting experience. I, I did a little experiment uh, with with walkie talkies. I've heard something. I've heard something come through my walkie, I mean, granted, walkie talkies are, you know, you can mix a channel and catch stuff like that, but as far as Siri and stuff like that, uh, I've never used it during an investigation or at home or anything for, but I've had some interesting stuff come through walkie talkies um, which, you know, I can't you know, channels get mixed up all the time and stuff, so I can't really, right. it's, you know, that's paranormal or anything, but Yeah,
0: that's,
1: that's a good question. It's a good oh,
0: question. I had to clear out my notifications. I had to I had to mute my mind. When my <laughs> shipment arrived. <laughs> so, Anthony Lewis, yep. Bigfoot is a reason why we have mesh suits for hunters. Yeah, the ghillie suits. That's funny. So, but no, I mean it, it's interesting because we have people at the Conjuring House that's encountering Bigfoot. We have that one of uh, people up in New York. Uh, yep. I can't remember the location. That was. Uh, uh, investigating that one house that was camping out on the property too yep uh that was uh in encountering bigfoot they didn't know what the hell was it was messing with them and they're like uh, what the hell was this uh i can't remember that guy's name uh then man, he had a Tracy. she-squatchers were on last week they are yeah. talking
1: about it same thing out there people go out there camping and or they're investigating uh cemeteries out there in the middle of nowhere and stuff then they're, and they're they're we're truly believing that they're getting some type of a uh, Bigfoot uh, uh, evidence out there. So that's
2: cool. I did I did have I did have a weird experience. I went to a cemetery in a uh, town called Goshen, Indiana, south southeast of Elkhart. A uh, place called Jackson Cemetery. And we were back in the back in near the woods, and it was pitch black. I couldn't hear any. I couldn't see anything. It was black. It was real dark back there and uh we heard this weird grunting noise it, it almost sounded like a lot li- you know how right before a lion roars or like a tiger it's like that i heard that and Sounds i'm like, like sean what butt. the what the was that and he said i don't know man but if it's, a, if it's a you know if it's a big cat man i'm you know like a panther or a cougar or something like that and we better get the hell out of here man but it we it never um we didn't hear see anything or uh uh, hear anything we didn't hear anything after that or see anything or get anything thrown at us or any kind of wood knocks or anything like that, but it was it literally sounded like a damn lion back there dude it's it startled me I was like uh man dude if this thing can like jump out and like get us we'd never know what hit us it's like pitch black so that was kind of weird um can't say it was bigfoot or anything but it was definitely yeah, it was definitely free yeah it was very interesting yeah I just wish I would have had it on audio.
0: It, it, you know what? It, it's always, you know, everybody always says, why don't you ever have it on audio or video, right? And it's, it's never that perfect time where you always have that per- perfect moment where you have your equipment ready to capture it, right?
2: Yeah. And
0: then when you do, I found out, <laughs> you know, malfunctions or you think you're recording and you're not, or yeah. you are recording and it doesn't record and then when you go back it's not there i mean it, it's just hard to explain uh so i i don't know uh yeah so it's just strange it is strange really tracy were you playing abracadabra magic you just disappeared
2: yeah <laughs> my,
0: my dog
1: was at the door wanting out
0: oh had, i looked up i'm like what the hell you he just like Poof. yeah had
1: to had to let her out i don't want, don't want no accident in here <laughs> She's she's just getting old. So, hey, so I see. So your next hunt, you got something up here uh, posted about April twentieth, going to the old Williams County Jail. Yeah, what uh, what makes you what made you decide to do that place?
2: Well, my first, my next investigation is actually the seventh of January. It's um, that's my next one. That's um, that's the old Blackford County Jail, and Hartford City, Indiana. Uh, I've been I've been there once before um back in the last time was 2018 i think it was and it was a pretty active night actually and uh i just i don't know why i've never booked it again it's just one of those things where i just never did and so i said you know what i'm gonna go ahead and do it um so i booked it for january 7th uh solo i'll be by myself that night um got a lot of interesting evps in the basement down in what they call the uh the dungeon it looks like a it looks like a dungeon down there it's like um you, know, you got your main basement, and then it branches off into this little door, little opening, and it's like a horseshoe shaped, U uh, shape, and then right in the middle, it has a like a little corridor that goes right to a dead end. And I've caught some interesting, and that that's that that place is an EVP like, you know, a, a, a place that that it's really really quiet down there, and it's it's limestone walls, so it's really insulated and. And so, you know, it's really quiet down there, so it's a really good place to catch EVPs. I've caught kind of a, some pretty interesting EVPs down there. I got told I was going to suffer down there once, and yeah. uh, said my name, and the man said my name right after that. Uh, got you know jailhouse whistles, you know whistles in the in the in the you know in the cell block and stuff like that, and yeah, um, stuff like that. But um, um,
0: I, I challenged them before and, and made them. I didn't make them, but I enticed them and and said, "Say my name before." Now that's brave, going by yourself.
2: So yeah, yeah. That,
0: that's very brave. I, 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 tack- I, I, can I do it.
2: I tackled him in the Monroe House by myself for the first time um, back in uh, about, a mu- about a about a month or two ago, two months two months ago. And it, to be honest with you, it was the most quietest night I've ever. Had. I've been there eight nine times. And that's probably the quietest night that I've ever had there before, which was kind of strange. And it's interesting because a lot of people were saying the same thing that they've been there recently and it's been really super quiet. So I don't know if it's just you know they were taking a break for the holidays or, or what or what they were doing. But uh, I got a few a few pretty interesting EVPs uh, that night. Um, but 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 as as um, as on Moreau House standards, it was very quiet um but yeah so everybody's like you're crazy if i'm going there by yourself man and i would never go in there by myself <laughs> i it doesn't bother me i mean it was like yeah it was it was a cool experience you know i won. you know it's it's a, it's an interesting experience just like you know have the house to yourself for you know 16 hours or whatever um but uh but yeah then like he like uh tracy was saying you know he saw that i'm going to uh the old Williams County jail. Yeah. That's uh, I, 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 I booked out because you know my buddy Austin Maynard from out in Ohio, he's, he's been trying to get me to come to more of his locations. He's like, man, come on, man. Check my, come to check my locations out, man. You, you know, you keep going to all these other locations and skipping. I'm like, all right, you know, I'll go ahead and, you know, go ahead and book it. I said, but now I, I'm, I'm the only one, you know, I'm the only one that's, you know, on my own. So it's a little bit harder for me to book these more expensive places so you know Austin, awesome, oh, awesome yeah. locations are really affordable and stuff like yeah I mean, i'm not gonna be able to go to waverly hills i'm not gonna be able to go yeah. to you know anymore i can't you know i can't go to places you know like uh trans allegheny anymore it's, it's just too expensive so yeah, I mean, by, I, by myself yeah so I'm, I'm trying to like you know find you know some locations you know that are uh, really affordable like the monroe house they're very affordable especially for how haunted the place is uh the old casiosco county jail very affordable uh, the old Lake County Jail out in, out in uh, Crown Point, very affordable, um, and you know different places like that.
1: You know, so this uh, this old Williams County Jail, though. I mean, has there been activity there that, that you know of?
2: I, I, I mean, I've heard of people. I've, this will be my first. This be my first yeah, time there, yeah. uh, but I've heard of uh, uh, very good EVP. You know, very good interaction when you're playing cards with them. You know, and oh, okay. you know, having you know, bringing alcohol and you know, nude, nudie cards, you know, you yeah. know, cards with you know, naked women. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I always bring cards and alcohol and cigarettes to uh, to every jail I go to, so I've always got really, really good interaction with well, the ladies
0: uh, and We call that trigger object, just to just let you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it, it's different. You know, different things that I bring to certain locations that always get really good results. And cigarettes, alcohol, and um, and uh, cards have always been really good at jails. And then, you know, also you know, I take roses to the you know to the old Casasio County Jail because uh you know the the resident spirit Annie Chaplin loves roses, and she always you know gets them and comes out and talks to me and um but uh and yeah. You
1: know. Have you tried putting a uh, a cat ball in a shot glass or a beer mug or anything at those places?
2: No, no, I never tried that. I, mean, we, I we, tried we, that. At, we've used cat balls in the past, yeah. but not. not I,
1: I tried glass. it at a a place where there was a known alcohol, alcohol guy that drank all the time and stuff. And then we got a little bit of the ball going off on its own every once in a while. That was pretty cool. That's a good choice.
2: Yeah we, yeah, we we poured a couple. Like, we were at the jail one time, the old Kosciuszko County Jail in Warsaw. And we were upstairs running a spear box session. And, uh, actually we were on, we were on Facebook live at the time too. So i and Sean was actually holding the phone up and I'm sitting, I said, all right, guys, I had a little, little pint, half pint of Jack Daniels. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and salute, you, you know, I've got you, and I poured a, poured a shot and put it on the, uh, the jail bar and I put a cigarette right there, lit the cigarette, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I mean, I know Marianne, when it does the investigation. I mean, she probably wouldn't let anybody just light up a cigarette in the place, but I did eat it. So. I could get away with it. But anyway, um, I put the, the shot of uh, whiskey up there, and I said, all right, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a shot. This is for you, man. Your shot's right there. And, I, and I, I I don't drink during investigation, so I had the cap on. And I went to go tip it and put it to my lips, and I looked at the camera. I said, you know, it's closed. There's, it's not open. And as soon as I put it up to my lips, a voice came. A man voice came across the speaker box and says, it's sealed up. Wow, and I said, "Oh, wow! You got me." I mean, I mean, I because I, a lot of times with scare boxes, you got to kind of go back and listen to it again to see what they say. This was clear. I mean, we knew Ralph right the bat what have said. It said, "It's it's sealed up. It's sealed." And so he saw. What, I mean, the only people that knew what was going on was were people on Facebook Live and the people that were in the jail. And so uh, that was a pretty interesting experience, you know. I mean, knowing you know that it was sealed up, the bottle was not open. So he and he called me out on it. So.
1: Yeah. No, that's cool.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've had a lot wow. of pretty interesting experiences with the spearbox, but, uh, it's a controversial piece of equipment, but, uh, I've had a lot of very cool stuff happen, you know, interactions with that. So I, it's, it's one of my go-to devices.
1: There's a lot, a lot of apps out there now too, that, you know, I, I, I was using the echo VOX mm-hmm. for a little bit there. That, that seemed to be pretty cool. Oh, uh, and, uh, but then I kind of went back to the spirit box for a little bit too. So, yeah, yeah, it, you got you really got to put them right next to each other and then see what, what's which one you believe, you know, because some of those apps are just yeah. set up to spit words out. They you do know, run, even though they're running frequencies. So,
2: yeah, they say, you know, in order to really, you know, make the, the spirit box credible, you need to have a radio tuned to every station, you know, throughout the whole frequency of of the area you're in. Every, like, you know, every how many, you know, 30 radios hooked up with every station playing at one time while you're mm-hmm. running the spirit box, just to make sure that you're not getting, you know, a spirit, a voice that comes across that's you know, radio. I mean, I completely understand what they're saying, but it's just like, when you have your first and last name called in a cemetery on a spirit box, I mean, there's yeah the odds, the odds of that name being your name, first and last name being called. And it just so happened that you're, that it fell right on that certain frequency see and here in full sentences I the agree. odds of it are very slim I mean very very slim so while you can't disprove that you know there's that chance that it, you know that for some reason there was somebody saying my first and last name by chance yep. on that at that very same time that you that it came through but the odds of it are I, I don't know i just I just think people are looking I mean I understand people want to debunk things you know there's there's a the, the possibility that it could happen but I look more of probability to, you know, or odds. It's just, that is too, the odds are slim that that could happen. I mean, so I kind of write that off as an experience. So, so. Crystal
0: is asking, would using a spirit box invite things to talk to you? Yes. Using any type of devices uh, would invite anything to talk to you, good or bad. Uh, it is a Pandora's box. So yes, that is a good question. So yes. Yep. A lot of people don't know that, but that is a good question.
2: A lot of people think, a lot of people claim that spirit box is like a uh, modern version, uh, you know, like the uh, the Ouija boards are like an arcade version of the modern spear boxes. You know, you're using, you know, some of those, you know, like the uh, like Jay Prather's the Jay Prather's device, the uh, direct link. Um, you know, you you touch, you know, you it, it's using your body as the the antenna, so it's using your energy. And I think, I think, you know, a lot of people, it's just, obviously it's just a, uh, a theory or just a, just an opinion and and an idea. But I think a lot of people, you know, the more you use a piece of equipment, the more it like, you know, that you're, the more it gets used to you and and the more effective it becomes because it it like adapts to your, to your, your energy, you know, while I can't prove that it, it, it's it's a cool theory to think about because I know I have a spear box that I can use that I use a certain spear box all the time. And I can go off and use this other spear box that my buddy had and I wouldn't get anything off of it. And it's just like i mean it's a, it's a it's a, it's a cool thing to think about, you know. Oh
0: yeah. Right. Well, Philip, how does people get a hold of you and uh follow you and keep up with you?
2: just phil gibson you know Philip gibson on social media that's i mean i'm only on facebook i'm not on like uh, twitter or anything like that i'm not on uh tiktok or youtube i'm just pretty much i do my stuff on on facebook pretty much uh you can just catch me on there Philip gibson you'll see you'll see the the paranormal conversationalist uh beside my name and uh yeah you can keep up with you know with me there i post a lot of you know audio and you know, a lot of my EVPs and stuff like that, I do. I share them with a lot of people. I want people to, uh, you know, I want people to share in, the, in my experiences. I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy people sharing in the experiences. I, you know, because a lot of people don't get a chance to do this, you know, on their own, and they, you know, some people live vicariously through other people. And um, I just want to share what I experience with everybody. I, I, that's it, it. Excites me to share that, you know, with others. Yeah. Well, you know, so yeah, you can you can find me on Phil you know Philip Gibson on social you know Facebook and I like to said, I post a lot of paranormal stuff, post a lot of just you know, random stuff too, but that's that's where you can find me at. That's the best that's the best place to find me at. So so awesome.
0: Yeah, awesome. And ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, tonight at nine o'clock, uh another show coming up, uh local news. Uh I couldn't sleep last night and we're gonna talk about the reason why uh something i i uncovered uh at three or four in the morning so we're going to talk about that but philip once again thank you for coming on and i look forward to keeping up with you and from coast to coast and around the world everybody have a good night we'll see you at nine take care everybody see
2: y'all later. Thank, thank you thank Bye-bye. you thanks philip thank you